This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Seagull Social Season 3, Episode 15, and Brighton are absolutely flying, boys. We're back, winning ways. It's just great. The, the late scenes You're are back. back. There's so much energy here. But how are we all feeling? Maz and Ben, joined by the boys, as absolutely always. Usually. Kick it off for me, lads. How are we feeling? Fucking class. Uh, I'm... <laughs> Apart from us. <laughs> yeah, I'm mentally mentally very good because obviously we won, but physically uh, I'm, in a, I'm in a world of trouble. I've just had the really bad flu. Uh, but, yes, I'm buzzing. I'm absolutely flying up the seagulls, up the shagging seagulls. And up Thanks. the Arsenal, Ben White beating Graham Potter. Lol. Mm. Yeah, that's funny. MIP and a great yeah, performance as well, by the way. Yeah. It's actually, yeah. we may as well say that to be fair. He, I'm very happy for Ben White. I think it's great to see him doing well on the big mm-hmm. stage. I think probably the one player, like, you know, the 50 million price tag was being so criticised, but he's definitely proven his worth now. Arsenal absolutely flying. Yeah. So happy for the boy. It's funny, Arsenal fans um, are now saying to us that we we've, we were the ones that got robbed. <laughs> that they only spent 50 million. Yeah. They're turning yeah. at Arsenal. Saw it's that. good, though. Yeah, yeah. no, it's great to see him. Like Echo, when you said, Brian, great to see him doing well. Unlike yeah, some definitely. other players that have left us more recently. Yeah, well, we, we, we were over that, haven't we? No digs, <laughs> uh, Anyway, that, let's... Oh, just just quickly, whilst we are, are on the subject of ex-players, uh, Kukurea hugging... Um, who was it? He's hugging him at the corner. Uh, uh, Xhaka, was he hugging Xhaka? Yeah, that was Cuddling so funny. Oh, oh, that is actually the most comical rinsed. defending I've ever seen a yeah. Premier League footballer produce. And actually, that's led me on to the, the question that I was mm. going to ask you boys later on. I can't remember who posted the tweet. Um, I'm going to have a look. I did reply to it. But um, I think it was a fan page. Yeah, Seagull Sweden. They said, if you could have one of them back, who would it be? I was going to ask this a bit later on. Uh, and this this consists of Mark Kukurea, Dan Byrne, Eve Basuma, and Ben White. Who would we have back, boys? I, I, I wanted I to ask this question. Answer. Go on, go on, Maz. But I'll generally, generally, hand on heart, Dan Byrne. Just because. Would you? I, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, mate, 100%. Oh. Mate, defensively, we're, we're looking a bit uh, light in terms of like, if we have one bad injury, uh, we're, we're screwed. Yeah, that's why I get Ben White. I was thinking the other English centre back. Nah, on that, yeah, same. Uh, yeah, bright centre back, fill in for Joel Welton. No, do you know what? No, obviously, look, if you compare Ben White and Dan Byrne, of course, of course, quality 
per quality. Mate, of Ben course, White over ben over Burn any day. Like, I no, look, no, no, I like no. Burn, but the reason, but the reason why, the reason why is because Dan Burn could cover the left hand side, whereas Ben yeah. White can't. That's my only thinking. Don't get me wrong. Like yeah. if, we, if we're talking quality, man for man, Ben White is is, is levels above. However, yeah. just positionally. Uh, Dan Byrne could cover the left-hand side, whereas Ben White can't yeah. can only cover the right-hand side. So, mm. yeah, that's that. That would be my uh, reasoning. But also as well, uh, for nostalgic <laughs> reasons, uh, I would love uh, Big Dan Byrne back just for the banter. Just having a guy who's like six foot <laughs> yeah, seven. Yeah, he is a, he's he's a just, great, great he's, he's, Six foot seven, man. So I didn't know that. It's uh, nice <laughs> every time he yeah, touches yeah. the ball. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, um, but yeah, no, that was, that was a question I had to ask. Um, but yeah, I wanted to really to talk about the game as well to be honest but I was going to say about um, Dan Byrne as well another one doing really well Newcastle flying and while we're on the subject of ex-players I'm very happy for Dan Byrne as well because yeah. he seemed like such, such a top guy um, yeah. genuinely looked right he's in his happy place right he's at Newcastle it's where he belongs so I'm happy for him um, but anyway let's move on to the game boys All right, Wolves do. away and uh, it was never in doubt eh, I suppose you look at it but at the same time it was quite in doubt a lot of part of the game uh, particularly when we went 2-1 down um, but let's start from the real the get-go the two players that have really stood out and you can't shy away from them Adam Lalana and Carol Matoma absolutely different level Probably against now. Wolves both of them were fantastic. Matomo is, is absolutely different level. I've never seen an attacking player come into a squad like ours and just look so confident, so willing to take on a player like he is. He's like he the looks Anthony like he fits in automatically, doesn't he? It looks like he's been yeah. playing in the Prem for ages. He just got yeah. it down to a T and knows exactly how to get the best yeah. out of himself on it's such insane. a massive stage. And, and what I wanted to say to you guys, actually, as I saw this morning, at 22 years old, 23 years ago, in 2019, he was playing for his university team in Japan, which is Wait, mad. Only what? 2019, he was playing for his university <laughs> team, know. which, by the way, the, the Japanese university teams are essentially like academies over in England. So it right. is a bit different. But at the same time, the, he was playing in the yeah, academies. And now he's playing in the Premier League and ripping it up, left, right, centre. So big ups to... Well, we were all many, playing many Warzone in our bedrooms during COVID, <laughs> banging out at, yeah. at university. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I wanted to ask you guys, start with Ben. Mate, how good was Matoma and Alana against Wolves? Oh, sensational, mate. I mean, even just the link-up for Matoma's goal as well, the, it was Lallana's cross. Um, but yeah, Lallana's quality um, it just shows that he's still got it. Because every time, we do doubt him quite a lot. Brighton fans doubt him quite a lot and say he's finished, yeah. but... He has these games and these moments where he just shows that he's been at such a high level when he's playing at Liverpool. And you went, oh, just it's a pleasure to have him in our team. And he brings mm. us to the next level whenever he has a game like that. Um, and then, yeah, like, like I said, Matoma looks like he's been playing in the Premier League for like two seasons now. It doesn't look mm. like it's only his like first or second start for us in the league. So, oh, yeah, he's yeah. unbelievable. And he's going to yeah. be keeping he's going to be keeping some big names out of the team for a while, I think. Mm, I agree. Yeah. And Maz, what, what, what are you thinking? Adam yeah. and Lana and... Yeah, mate, I, I think, like, Matoma just showed he was inf he was part of every goal we, we scored. Uh, mm. He was he had a hand in it in some... I think he made the pass to Trossard, who then assisted Lalana. Obviously, scored the header for the second and then uh, made the run... Great header, by the yeah, way. Yeah, and then made the run for the third yeah. goal, which... Obviously, then uh, Undav got tackled for, by the way, just to be fair. But no, yeah, he was influential in all three goals. Um, he had a big part to play in all three goals, uh, which just shows like the kind, like how important he is right now. Like it's not just he's playing really well, but he's instrumental in everything good that we do, which is Even really key. Even sending off. 
Yeah, exactly. Salado. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So literally everything good, <laughs> everything good that came out of that game, he was a part of, which mm. just shows how important he is right now. Um, and I yeah. think he's, I think he's just going to get better and better. I feel. Um, even even yeah. funny enough, a Wolves fan I used to go to uni with, he messaged me going that Matoma looks like an absolute baller, and I was like, yeah, like he is. Mate, he is looking really. Funny good. you say that, you know. Funny you say that. Even Spurs fan, random Spurs fans who I don't even know, were on social saying like. Yeah, Matoma, he's like the next level. You know, they were saying when I saw him against Tottenham in the like five, ten minutes he got against them, they were like, he, he tore us apart every time he came forward. And now he's doing it again and again. He did it against Chelsea, tore him apart every time he went forward. Done it against Wolves. And these are two teams that are pretty decent. Yeah. Um, and obviously, and Tottenham are known for being very defensive as well. It's only a bit of luck that he didn't, well, unluckiness, should I say, that he didn't get an assist against Tottenham. But yeah, yeah Matoma has been flying. And fi final thing for me on, on Matoma as well, I, l I love, and I know he's been compared a few times, I've seen it on socials, but he genuinely, <coughs> uh, since we lost Izquierdo, we haven't had a mm. player uh, that's, can run at defences and take players on and really like make you stand up as a, as a fan. You know those exciting players that you love to watch that take on players and really sort of penetrate that that final. Well, uh, you know, unlock the key that you need to to score goals and assists mm. and all that kind of good stuff. Mm. He is literally that key for me. Um, and we, and we've really missed the play like that. We, we have like like I think you said it uh, earlier. Knockart since Knockart and Iskierda arguably mm. we haven't had a player like Matoma. And I think that's the difference. Is he's very yeah. unique. To what we it's had the sense in the past. of um, directness, I think, is is what's been massive from Roberto mm. De Zerbi since he's come in. That that meaningfulness when we go forward, when we come forward, we look like we're going to score now. I mean, Leandro Trossard probably didn't have his best game against Wolves, but has turned into a different beast under De Zerbi. Mm. Mitoma, a different beast under De Zerbi. You're seeing the likes of Inciso and Sarmiento more in the reckoning now, and these attacking sort of direct forwards, which we just did not use under Potter, is a lot more slow, a bit more try walking into the net focused a lot more in midfield and we still do that but we've added almost another dimension to how we played before and it's it's actually worked in our favour that, that whole situations happen because I honestly believe that since the Zerbi's come in he's just he's only added to what was there already he hasn't actually mm. made anything worse or changed anything he's just made it better um, but the one more thing I wanted to ask about Matoma was obviously he got a lot of abuse on social particularly from you know different supporters but even some Brighton fans as well for how he did this when obviously he got absolutely yeah. rugby tackled by um Semedo, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Um so I wanted to ask you where do you stand on that? Like it, you know, some people saying it's unsportsman likes, people are saying, you know, doesn't really matter, it was a red card offence anyway, he probably wouldn't have you know swung the referee at all. But obviously he's new to the English game, English players English fans particularly are gonna not take to that as well. But yeah, uh, Ben, what, what what do you think? Yeah, it's it's unprofessional, isn't it? But um I may, yeah, maybe, I don't know, is it, a, is it a universal thing in football when it's unprofessional or is it just like an English football thing where you... I don't know, really I just know that English football fans are more aggressive. <laughs> yeah, well, no, but I think you just, yeah, English football fans, we love seeing shithouses, but for some reason that's where we like, that's where we draw the line. You can't be doing that mm. to the referee, you can say whatever you want, but um, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I imagine someone, maybe Lewis Dunk or even Deserve, he's probably said afterwards, you can't really be doing that, Yeah, um, especially after yeah. seeing the reaction or even... I'm surely someone at the club has told him that you can't be doing that. I like yeah. it. It shows that he's got a bit of a shit house mentality, which is probably the last thing I thought he would have. Yeah. But yeah. Um, one thing, one thing on that red that I really absolutely loved is uh, you could he's running down the wing, brilliant touch by the way. But you can see there's but these four touch. Japanese fans, where they've got all their Japanese flags and all that sort of stuff that obviously came there to watch him in Wolverhampton. Yeah. And then he gets brought down. You see him going mental. And every time, like, I think I even, for, even for his goal, you saw him going mental. And it's just, mm. yeah, we're getting more fans just because of him. 
That's it's just great. So, yes, it's class to see. I, I, I just want to... Uh, I actually disagree with the whole uh, yellow card, like, gestulation thing. Because I, I actually... Oh, well, actually, I'm, 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 I'm in two camps with it. I, I liked it, and then I also get the, the other side of it where it's like, it's not very yeah. sports. It's not, you know, uh, it's not really in the nature of the game. However, on the flip side, you look at Spain, you look at Italy... It's like it's very commonplace there, isn't it? Like you, you always see in Champions League, like yeah. Barcelona. Like growing up, you used to watch the Barcelona teams, and like literally used to see like Xavi, Puyol, yeah, Iniesta. Yeah, just just yeah. go like this all the time. And I suppose yeah. it's a it's a very sort of yeah Italian, Spanish, European thing, really. More that's more so than English. But yeah. what I what I do think it sort of shows a little bit that we do lack is a little bit is is that shithousery slash that um uh, what's the word basically. Trying anything to do to win. That's essentially what he's doing, right? Yeah. He's trying to get a yeah. man sent off to, to win the game. I know it's not right. It, it, you know, it's probably not in, the, in the, the right way to play the game. You obviously want to win it fair and square. But, like, it shows that he's got that willingness to he's win He's got it. that dog in it. Yeah, him. he's got that dog in him. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, though, yeah, Maz, what, what you say, like, it it was a red card anyway, right? It was, the, yeah. it was the clearest red card you're going to see. So it wouldn't have swung the decision of the ref, would it? I don't... Yeah, I don't know because it was no, like because he was for me he was obviously he was way out out wide. Obviously, if he hadn't been taken down and he won the <laughs> ball, went like this. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I'm not saying it, I'm not saying it's not a red card. <laughs> no, but what, no, I'm, no, saying, no, what, I'm, what I'm saying is um, <laughs> what I'm saying is that if like. Um, if let's say he didn't, you know, go, oh, like, you know, make a scene or whatever, maybe the referee in the back of his mind went, actually, do you know what? Because he was so out wide and he, you know, it's not as clear as a goal scoring chance as you might like to yeah, think. Maybe we give him a yellow. I don't know. That's maybe, that's probably what's going through Matoma's head. He's thinking, right, if I don't make a yeah. meal out of this, as in if I don't, you know, pipe this up more than it sh- might be, maybe the referee doesn't give the red card. And I don't know. Mm. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's one of those ones where I'm, I'm in two, I'm in two camps. I think it's, it's not yeah. nice to see, but I don't hate it at the same time. I'm not like, wow, yeah. why has he done that? Like, yeah, kick him out of the yeah. club. Like, yeah. I think it's like, I, I think I'm the same as you, Maz, to be fair. I'm not like anti it completely, but then I do get it. Like, at the end yeah. of the day, yeah. you, need to, you need to be respectful as much as you are, like, a good player. Um, but I won't get too hung up on it anyway, to be honest. We'll, we'll move on with just how good he has been. And, and it's good to see another Asian player coming over and being so good. I mean, as two thirds of the podcast is Asian here. It's lovely to see. I mean, we don't really get many Asian players over. We need to get a Burmese one and a bit more Iranians through, but it'd be all right. But yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's great to see. Yeah, yeah, we had Johan Bash. It's great. And I love I loved Ali. Yeah. Um, but no, anyway, let's um, let's just talk about. Well, I want to speak about Lewis Dunk as well, because I thought he was, apart from the, red. the oh, handball, the red um, which yeah. was big, I thought he was great, but we'll talk about that afterwards. I want to talk about the handball first. I'm, I, I'll start this one, actually. I thought it was handball, um, and I put the tweet on, to which I got hounded by Brighton fans saying it wasn't. So I just deleted it. I thought, I can't bother with the smoke right now, because we're, you know, we're not, it's nothing to moan about. But at the mm. same time... I don't know. I thought, you know, his hands up here. It does strike his arm in the letter of the law these days, and and in the law that I can get behind. I think that was handball, um, and I'm not, you know, I said at the time. I still, I still think it was. But Maz, what what, what do you think on the handball situation? Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think if you're going by the letter of the law, it's a handball. I don't really agree with it because it's like just in that it's position. There. That's right? my trouble. I don't know. Yeah, and also as well, where? So in my 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 viewpoint is yeah, where is that ball going? Like, is that has he stopped a goal? Like for example, if if you look at where the trajectory of that ball is going, it's going way past 
like way back uh, from the penalty mm. box. As in, it's going away from play. Like it's, it's not a dangerous mm. ball. It's not like it's going towards goal and it's and he stopped a goal. You know, goal clear. He's not uh, controlling. Clear, it, I sorry. Guess, the, yeah, and word. and it's just like it's one of those handballs where. Um, yeah, what is it? What has he actually done in terms of stopping the play, and how, how much that actually mm. affected the potential goal? Yeah, the ball, the, I think the, minimal. The trajectory of the ball did not change yeah. when it after hit his arm, did it? After, so like, I didn't like ski ski off anywhere else. Yeah. So mm, for yeah. me personally, like if by but but by the letter of the law, like you said, it is a, it is it is a handball. Like it's hit his hand, mm. and it's and his mm. arm is very high. That's yeah. the that's the issue. Where that's the his trouble. Arm's, like, way think... up there. If it was by yeah, his side. Yeah, fair enough. And I'd agree with you. Maybe if he put it in front of but his face, not. like to try and stop it from hitting him in the face. Yeah, you know, it's a natural human reaction to do that. But then, because it's so high up, I think if if you're yeah. even in Sunday Parks football, if you're doing that, reality is you you are asking for a handball. To be honest, because your hand is too far but, away, and I think you know they they probably give that down to Storrington if I'm being honest. But yeah, Ben, what do you think? My issue, my issue with it <clears throat> is that, and again, it's always we always come back to this when we talk about VAR, clear and obvious. If something takes six minutes to have a look at on VAR, I know they looked at the offside yeah. for like 10 seconds of that, but six minutes to figure out if that was a handball or not, clearly it's not clear and obvious. Yeah. And it wasn't clear and obvious that it took a deflection off his arm because it, you could barely see any difference in the movement of the ball anyway. Um, yeah. So I really don't understand how that took so long to to figure out whether it's a yeah, handball or not. I think that's, and then that's, that's if it's If it takes 10 seconds to correct the decision, then yeah, that's obviously clear and obvious, but... It's taken mm. six minutes, and it's obviously not a clear and obvious error to go back mm. and look at VAR. That's what I um, still don't understand with VAR. Yeah. yeah, I think that there needs to be a time limit, isn't it? Like, I think that's the there needs to be a time limit of when the offence happened to when they can put it back to, and there also needs to be a time limit of how long it takes to look at it. Because if it's going to take more than two minutes, you're disrupting the game, really, aren't you? As soon as it goes to three, four, five, you're just asking for fans to get annoyed. And I think if it's going more than two minutes to look at something... It's not clear and obvious, is it? But yeah, I don't know. It doesn't. Luckily for us, it doesn't matter, right? But I think that I do think that it probably was handball, in my honest opinion. But that's just me. Um, but yeah, anyway, on the on yeah, the if, list it, done, if it happened against us, or if it happened whilst we were in the attack and the Wolves player done that, I probably would have said, yeah, that's a penalty. And it yeah. is a penalty. It's just more of the VAR stuff that makes it annoying. Yes, I agree. I agree. Um, okay, let me let me ask you about Lewis Dunk anyway. I wanted to talk about him because I thought apart from that, and obviously he did do one more stupid thing where he took someone out on the edge of the box, which was, you know, almost old Lewis Dunk coming back. With the World Cup around the corner, obviously he probably won't be getting called up, although he is in the preliminary league squad. Um, it does, I, I don't know, I feel like he's banging on the door a lot more. Um, I thought he was fantastic against Wolves. I really did. Colossal. Um, and I saw actually someone say about how Kukuresen's leaving to go to Chelsea, um, and obviously Ben White said it when he was here. Obviously, luckily for him, he's doing well at Arsenal. But since Kukuresen left Dunk's side, it's almost like he's half the player we saw him as, and it makes you wonder if that effect is true. I mean, Lewis Dunk is that good. Ben White described him as that too. I may I thought it was fantastic against Wolves, and I'd be really surprised if he's not at least in the reckoning for this for this squad. I don't know what you think, Maz. Yeah, uh, look, I, I think he's. We all we all know how good of a player he is. Like on his day, he is, you know, up there with great, um, not great English friends. Sorry, the great Carly. Yeah, yeah the great Carly. You know, yeah. my brain's frazzled. Yeah, the Maldini, no, he's, but, he's up. Yeah. He's, he's up there with like, the <laughs> current. You know, in terms of the current crop of English centre backs, uh, on his day, yeah, he, he's he's, up, he's right up there. Um, yeah. 
But my only thing is, and and, and you mentioned it, Ryan, is that sometimes he's a bit error prone. And I, we saw yesterday mm. with Eric Dyer against Liverpool. It's like a few of these English centre halves don't quite hit the you know the peaks they have because of those little errors they still have in their mm. in their armories. And I think I feel like with Dunk, unfortunately, that is his only letdown is that he does have those momentary lapses of Mm. concentration which you know like we see him he does a silly little slide tackle where he gets sent off or uh you know he makes a bad you know bad back pass or you know just those little momentary lapses of concentration which i think lets him down ultimately i think that's the reason he doesn't get he doesn't get picked but if you take that away and let's say he never does one of those mistakes he is generally up there with one of the you know the best english centre-halves we have at the moment he Um, is one of the best centre-backs in the league yeah, hundred percent. Like yeah. outside the top six, well, I even even include some of the top six. Yeah, yeah, he he's definitely up there. Um, but yeah, if you look at other you know defenders, and even outside of the Premier League, let's say you look at Tamori at AC Milan, you look at um, you know some other players outside of the Premier League. I think they warrant a place above um, Dunk, unfortunately. Mm. But that doesn't mean to say he's not good yeah. or he's not a quality defender. I just feel Tamori like Tamori had a stinker when he played against Chelsea in the Champions League. Yeah, well, I think a two. Two and both. Well, I know he got I sent off wrong, was, wrongfully sent off, yeah, but the one was, at the bridge. What yeah. goal the one at the bridge as was... well for Fakara Tamori. So anyway, well, um, um, <laughs> but oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I just think I think he's he's a very very good defender. Uh, I just I I think Gareth Southgate has just got it in his head now that no matter how good he plays until the World Cup, he's not making that squad. I think it's just simple. Mm. What, what do you think, Ben? Um, no, I don't think he makes it. Unfortunately, yeah, there's no Why? way that he does. Just because it's been this long that and he hasn't been in the squad, there's no chance of him suddenly getting in it, breaking into it at the World Cup. I just don't see it. I think mm-hmm. Southgate has that tight knit England team that he always picks there or thereabouts. Obviously, this 55 man squad thing is exciting because we get to see Webster and Danny Welbeck part of it as well. But so yeah, it's not. more just like I think a Webster's not in it. Um, I thought I he was. was. I thought like, I saw he was yeah, as I well. Was, I think it was rubbished by Naylor, I think. Um, said this. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> believe, just yeah. well back and dunk then. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a bit more of just like a little summer camp for it, isn't it, for them just to get, be yeah. part of the England squad and yeah. then they're not going to get picked. Um, yeah, I just think there are too many people ahead of him. And like Maz said, I think it, he does have a couple of those mistakes in him. And Southgate might, may not say it that he doesn't have bias, but he 100% does. <laughs> I just yeah. don't think he's ever going to get past that. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think um, actually while we're on the subject of defenders, obviously I say that Dunk had a great game. I'm not digging out Webster by any means, but is he maybe off form a little bit? But, I don't know. I just I just feel like he's he's not quite the same Adam Webster that I remember. Um, and I'm not, as I say, he's not been particularly bad as such, but he's just definitely not the level he was. I mean, even against that, you know, that Chelsea goal um, where he completely missed the header and it was he completely lost his man as well for Havertz's goal um, and put, put um, what's his name, Sanchez under pressure there. I, I wonder if, you know, Roberto De Zerbi said that his priority this January is going to be looking at a left-sided defender. Particularly, the priority for the for the transfer window is to find another centre back. Um, I mean, he says I need a striker as well. But is that an Adam Webster dig, or is that a we need replacements elsewhere in depth? But then, by the look of the, yeah, you know, some of the main people we've a... been linked with, I mean, they look like starters to me. I don't know. It might be more mean? of a dig to the backups we've got. In the Cole Wills, yeah. who doesn't seem to get a look in. I guess Van Heck was kind of injured more recently, but again, not getting a look in. He did look good on loan last year. We thought he was even going to start. I think remember in the um, pre-season, we were putting people were putting together their 11s for the beginning of the season. Yeah. Van Heck was in most of them. 
He's most um, of you. I know he can't even get a look in, and then we got Cole. I, I think Norton a few in. of us on this podcast predicted him to be the best young player of the year as well. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> that was to be fair. We'll have to, we'll have to look it back in the archives, yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I do think we will get another centre back because, yeah, we're linked with that Ukrainian guy. Um, what was it? No, it's not Mikhailenko, that's the other bloke. But, um, uh, Mudrik. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Madrid? No, the striker. The, the centre back. No. Um, yeah. Um, oh my god, I can't remember, can't his, remember his name. name. But yeah, we him. About. I would be yeah. surprised. I would be surprised, Ryan, if Adam Webster makes way for that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, I saw it in his most recent back. press conference. Yeah, he was good. He scored well. His offside goal against Liverpool wasn't it? Anfield in the yeah. Champions League. That was cool. Um, but no, he said that. Uh, Zerbi in his press conference said that Veltman was like a really good leader in the squad he was saying it with teams full of leaders and he mentioned Veltman yeah. alongside like Lalana, Welbeck and Dunk did mention Adam Webster so I imagine Veltman's still someone that he wants to keep but I just probably think that Veltman will be the one to make way for this Ukrainian centre back hmm. oh, and what do you think um, Anmas? Yeah, I think it's a it's a tough one. I think yeah, if, if like Ben said, if it's any, anyone's got to go, unfortunately, it has to be Veltman. I think as much as as much as like you, mm. you could argue between him and Webster, there's not much in it to be honest. Uh, if you had to pick out the, mm. the three, like Dunk, Webster, and Veltman, it's actually uh, you could argue Veltman is arguably one of the better ones out I of three. Think, but yeah, I, was I don't know. It's, I, I think for longevity, well, for for longevity, I think if you want to look long term, is Veltman probably the one that misses out yes uh just because he's i think what 31 and that's not even old you know that's mm. super young but like if you're looking at the long-term game um i, I know webster's what 28 i want to say something like that 27 28 um 27. so yeah the, yeah the only thing i could think of is like the only thing i could sort of put, put it down to is maybe that uh if you want to sort of look for the long-term future and i suppose dunks obviously just he's solidified his position i don't think he's unless he drops like five out of five howlers i don't see him being dropped um and so, yeah, it just leaves Veltman, unfortunately, I think just by virtue of, but then that goes mm. to the question of like, do you need to bring in someone else if, you know, if everything's all good? Mm. And who's uh, saying that he comes in to start straight away? It could be just a backup centre-back, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, it could be yeah. that Here's he's the behind point, right? Veltman, Webster and I'm, I'm looking at this now, it is Mikola Matvienko, who is very good. I have seen a lot of clips about him um, and, you know, a lot of uh, people who are much more in the know than I am say that they reckon that he is a, a definite starter for any team, really. And, and I think he's been lo- linked with the likes of Arsenal and Liverpool in the past as well. I think, you know, if we were to sign this guy, he looks like he would be wanting to start games. I don't imagine he would be one to just sit on the bench and be depth. Um, you know, if we wanted to just keep depth, we would keep hold of Colwell and leave it at that. Um, so it does make me wonder as to what the thinking is obviously left-sided centre-back has been a problem for us right we've we've since we lost burn it's been an issue I think that even though our, our form has risen we've definitely worried always about that left side just because well, that's where simple tactics says, as well yeah and simple tactics says you know you you can't diversify the team without a natural left-footed centre-back on that left side these days because it just doesn't really work um and that's why Dan Burn was so big for us so potentially it could be Dan Burn replacement right and late Dan Burn replacement but then again, that says again, I mean, Adam Webb says that's his position at the moment, whether he moves over to that right side. But I probably disagree with both of you and say that Veltman has been one of our best centre-backs in the last couple of years. So I, I think that if anyone's looking over his shoulder at the moment, I'd say it's probably Webster. And this isn't a dig because everyone knows that I love him. But I just think that at this moment in time, going into January, it could be, it could be a very contested spot on that left side I think at least but we'll see um, it'll be good I, to I, see that them having some competition finally 
I, yeah. I also want I also want a late replacement for Glenn Murray, Ryan. If that if that could happen. <laughs> yeah, that, that so would I. Mate. Oh my god, um, no, that reminds me, Mouse. Thank you so much for reminding me. Adam Lalana's post match. Um, interview oh, yeah, after Danny Wolves, Welbeck, yeah. saying Danny Welbeck is like if you're gonna look for a Danny another Danny Welbeck you've got to be looking 80 90 million in the English market I was like what are you smoking Adam yeah come on let's be real let's be I know real. he's your mate and you yeah. play for England together and all that stuff but <laughs> Jesus Christ no, what are you talking about that's so 80 funny. to 90 million yeah come on if you're signing Danny Welbeck regen for 90 million mate you're you're smoking. Although, yeah. if, it's a, if it's a Danny Welbeck at Man United, it, like when he was like 21, <laughs> then I'll take it. Um, but mm. Maybe not the Danny Welbeck of right now. Here's where I stand on that, yeah. I agree with the sentiment that we don't need a striker anymore. I think that we don't. We you know we scored three against Wolves. We scored four against Chelsea. I mean, even before this season, I think we scored five against five against Leicester as well. Uh, before this season, we we're hitting four against Man United. We've been very, very on fire with goals in 2022. We've been gre- greeted to a lot of goals. I think that I agree with the sentiment that We've needed to step up across the pitch because goals need to come from everywhere. You can't just be relying on goal-scoring strikers. And I get that. Um, at the same time, Haaland's made it more fashionable to be a number nine, out-and-out out number nine, as is Ivan Tony. But at the end of the day, they are very rare. And I get the sentiment behind that is if you want an Erling Haaland or an Ivan Tony, mm. you've got to dig out 80, 90 million. And I get that Welbeck's a very good hold-up striker. And he's yeah. right in saying that. But to say 80, 90 million for Welbeck... <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. an 80 90 million pound striker by now has at least seven or eight goals. Oh, in Nunes. Yeah. 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 Which, that, you know, know, people he reminded say he's a me. flop, but, you know. He reminded me, you know, when girls comment on other girls' pitches and they're like, you know, they, it's like the ugly mate. So oh it's a bit harsh. And they're like, fire, absolute fire, you're so beautiful. I'm just like, you, 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 you know you're lying. You're just lying. Stop commenting. <laughs> Stop commenting that. Uh, that's a touchy one Ben that's a touchy one um, that is true <laughs> also as well also as well just, everyone's beautiful just a ran- this is a random one everyone's beautiful well it's not random because we just talked about it but how much is Ivan Tony worth he's not worth 90 million let's be real with English tax what we're looking at 50 60, 70 I'd say I'd say 50 striker isn't it? Yeah, a striker yeah, of his mould that scores the goals he does can take free kicks can okay. take penalties so, okay, so Ivan head, Tony. So, and outside so, the box okay so let's say we all agree 50 million yeah with, with English tax attached so, how is he claiming that Welbeck is ninety million? If Ivan Tony's, let's say, in our in our opinion, in our humble opinion, is worth fifty million, that just doesn't make sense. Yeah. 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 Even if we're being really generous and say seventy five, it's That's still super generous. Yeah, it's still mad. Um, yeah. So yeah, to say it's ninety million, it's just a pen merchant anyway, mate. But look, well, Lallana had the best game of his life the other day. I think it was the best game yeah, I've seen played a Brighton shirt <laughs> and. And also as well, uh, he put out this morning, at least on TalkSport, I don't know when this would have been recorded, but it was actually put out today, at the time of recording this, when this does go live, um, saying about how Potter left and everything like that and saying that we had a right to be upset and that he agrees and sympathises with us. And it almost seems like, yeah, I don't I don't think he's best pleased about it either. But it's good to see that he's come out and defended us in the media as well. Mm. So that you know obviously Brighton fans have been getting a lot of sort of stick this week, particularly from Talk Sport, uh, particularly from Gabriela Bomahoy. But uh, Laura Woods on Jane O'Hara as well. Laura Woods saying yeah, Laura um, Woods. giving a shout out to Joe Sayers' article. Yeah, that was the best thing I saw class. last week. That was my class. favourite person in the whole wide world doing that for Brighton and also for Joe says that's huge as well, but that Mad. was so sick. I don't know if you saw it, Matt, yeah. but yeah, Laura Woods basically. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Oh yeah, reading yeah, Joe. Yeah. Uh, shout awesome. out Joe says. So um, yeah, yeah shout that, out. Was, that was unreal. Um, okay, was so let's let's also. I just wanted to say one thing, uh, completely sort of subtly, subtly brighter related. Obviously, Southampton have sacked Rassen, Ralph Hassan Hootel, 
and they want Nathan Jones, which would be weird. Yeah, he's favourite into the Premier League. I think he is favourite, which would be crazy to see Nathan Jones come back, uh, particularly mm. against us. But anyway, let's um, let's finish up on this. Anyway, uh, Matoma at the heart of it for the three-two absolute scenes. Pascal Gross, what a finish that was! By the way, the ball was already getting away from him, and to be able to sort of slide and strike it with that much power is so much harder than you mm. think. Uh, it was a great finish, uh, great what move from Matoma as well. And as well, and involved in that build-up was Billy Gilmore, actually. And I thought he Oi. was good when he came on, actually, in the, in the small little cameo he had. Yeah. Uh, very composed as, like a, as a young player. Do I, I do like the look of him. I do wonder if he's the sort of long-term Adam Lallana replacement when mm. Lallana's legs do sort of... He's got that mix him. of... He reminds me of a bit of Alexis playing that deeper role as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's he's definitely in the right place for um sort of learning off other midfielders. Mm. But to be slammed I hope by he's happy still. I'm sure he is. Cause he's no, he seems like he put up the seagulls on his uh, Instagram, yeah. so it's all good. But obviously, um, he would have been gutted that Potter left and all that stuff. And yes, but I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I really hope he's happy now. Because there was a lot of talk yeah. saying that people he would be fuming, which you would be if mm. you just signed for a club and then a few days later, the manager yeah. leaves <laughs> for the club yeah. you just at. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, what what a goal from Pascal Gross, literally writing himself as a legend. His 51st goal contribution as a Brighton player, absolutely mad. Um, but yeah, Pascal Gross, boys, that that last goal taught me through it. Mass. My friend Brett told me, okay, cool, I'll oh, be mad. No, Ben, <laughs> my friend, friend Ben. Brett, it's funny, my, yeah, my friend Brown on Saturday night, he was t- he was like, told me that um, I think Pascal got more goals than Odegaard, Kevin De Bruyne and someone else that's a big name that plays in a similar position in the Premier League. And he was like, there's a stat for your Seagull Social podcast and now I've said it. But yeah, it's just, he's on a different level again this season. He's carrying it on. Kind of petered off a little bit the past few games, not with any like goal contributions, I think. Uh, but obviously, yeah, getting yeah. a winner like that is beautiful. Yeah. Actually, Very I say done. that he scored against Chelsea, so I'll shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. I was about to say. Um, I think he's he's great. And also talking about the non-striker in the, in the system, not having a sort of a recognised striker, so to speak, when Welbeck's not in the team, he sort of fits in quite well. As in, like into this system of yeah, not having that recognised striker, and he's an outlet of either goals, assists, uh, or just general build-up play. So I think he's yeah, he's very he's criminally underrated, even sometimes by our own fans. Um, but mm. his output is just outrageous for for. Yeah. You know, how much, especially what we bought him for like two million, was it or something crazy? Yeah, two and a half million, three point five million. million. Yeah, like something. it's just mad if you actually nah. deep get it, a like, statue. Or yeah, like, like, I, I know sta- he's still yeah. playing for us, but just get him a statue. Like fair play please. to him. And also, like you, even when you look at him and you think, Jesus Christ, he he is slower than a snail. Uh, he he's <laughs> he just he's so like influential, and he's so he's, he's so he affects the game in such a way. Yeah. Like yeah. He, he just doesn't look like he should be a footballer, but he is, and he's very good. His technical um, brilliance is what I call him. He's just it. so... He's like yeah, a machine, yeah. isn't he? An absolute German efficiency, efficiency machine. Yeah. He is so good. Like and his technical His technical output, yeah, like an Audi, perfect. Um, his, his technical ability is absolutely unbelievable. He still gets away with a gross turn every time. And honestly, <laughs> I, I, it's great to see him and Lallana actually coming good, you know, under De Zerbi, because there was a bit of a question mark over, especially Pascal Gross, as to whether he was going to live up to De Zerbi's sort of high pressing directness. I mean, he's, he's Which found is so spot. good, by the way. Jesus Christ, yeah. we've been so good yeah. at pressing recently. Mate, unbelievable it's like that um, Sonny March but... chance when we were just charging it down and he'd done that slide tackle on Kilman and then obviously had a short yeah. goal which nearly oh, yeah. by the way that just yeah our pressing's been incredible recently so yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. by the way look I don't want to dig up March because he's been great in the last few games don't. but 
when's he going to score? <laughs> when's he going to get his goal? Because I'll tell you what, to. I he thought he had his moment. Yeah, see, I thought I'm, he had his moment. And it just, just doesn't drop for him, does it? Two chances, it never, didn't he? It just doesn't work. Yeah, two yeah. chances. First half one, when he thought, just get out of your feet. And then he somehow put it wide yeah. all over. And then the second one, he had the right to take a shot on. But... Um, yeah. I think, yeah, there's probably a better option on, I think, that Matoma's back post. Probably could have clipped that to the back post. But, mate, I overall... Think we, I think we've just got to accept, with, I think we've got to accept with him. We've got, we're going to have to accept with him that he is not a goal scorer. I think that's just... Yeah. You know, it's, it's like it's not, it's not one of those things where you'd be like, all right, we can change him. We can, you know, we can turn him into this lethal striker or lethal, you know, attacker. It's just not going to happen. I think we're just going to have to accept that he's not... Mate, scorer, you just know that his first yeah. goal that he's going to score, like the first one in however long it's been, is going to be an absolute worldie. It's going to be from like 30 yards, mm. smack it yeah. off the underside of the bar or something. It's going to be like, that's often how it goes with these players that don't score often. But I'm actually I'm actually dying for Soy to get a goal contribution of some description. I know he technically got the assist. You're dying for it. City, I'm dying like, for it. That's mate, he must it. he must know. He must be thinking deep down. I've got how when am I going to score? Because he has so many opportunities to, uh, particularly that mm. second one and the first one. Actually, to be honest, yeah, he's he's got to be trying to get a goal at some point soon. But, but no, if he keeps he playing how he does, I think he's yeah he's even without scoring or getting any assists, he's just still very very good yeah. and crucial to our team. There's a reason why these big managers rate him. Yeah, um, yeah. and there's a reason why he keeps playing for us under Potter and yeah. Derby. So he, he's he's yeah. crucial. All right. Thank you all for listening, watching, streaming, how you've been hearing us today. Um, but yeah, boys, any any last words, any comments below? It's got to be um, something Matoma related, Yeah, the it? comments yeah. below should be Matoma Magic at Molyneux. And yeah. then we'll have that as podcast. Matoma Magic at Molyneux. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Matoma Magic. Yeah. Matoma Magic at Molyneux. Comment that Bush. in the comments below. Yeah, keep streaming as I've just said. Thank you all for listening to our voices for the past 40 minutes or so. And we'll speak to you next time. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.